Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Watson's Daily Podcast. My name is Julia Petrovska. I'm an ambassador for Watson's Daily, and with me is the founding father, Peter Watson. <laughs> um, hello there, um, Julia. That's, that's another. I think that your introductions have been different every day, and they've surprised every time in a good way. <laughs> I've been um, trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> keep it fun. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. That's what we need. Um, because, you know, this stuff is fun after all. Uh, anyway, so um, what did you think was your um, favourite story of the week then, Julia? Well, my favourite story is actually a continuation of our discussion yesterday about mm-hmm. the tension in EU in regards to vaccines. Yep. So today Hungary approved uh, Sputnik V, the Russian vaccine. Mm-hmm. And as we said yesterday, um, it is a great example of the whole tension just rising and uh, countries getting out of the line and trying mm-hmm. to find their vaccines on their own. Because yeah. um, yesterday we were talking about the whole problems with the uh, Pfizer and not getting enough doses and cutting down of that. Uh, mm. So Hungary decided to you know, take uh, matters in their own hands and mm-hmm. uh, approved Sputnik V. Now, um, as probably our listeners know, um, Hungary is, uh, and Prime Minister of Hungary is uh, Orban, he's he's a bit of a populist uh, politician here. And and, um, this just shows um, that these kind of people are starting to um, make their voices more loud and heard in EU. and I'm just wondering if this is going to be a one-time thing in EU uh, or if more countries are going to follow Hungary and um, think about doing something on their own instead yeah. of waiting for EU to resolve all the problems. I mean, I think that the interesting thing there is the fact that um, you've got, on the one hand, you've got the EU sitting in the middle saying, hey, wait, 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 uh, we'll we'll give you the vaccine soon we'll give you the vaccine soon but then on the other side you've got all the leaders of all these countries saying um well you know in the meantime all our people are dying you know you got we you know if you're not going to give us the vaccines we're just going to go and get our own Exactly. Like some countries, because of these uh, problems with deliveries of uh, Pfizer vaccine, they had to either halt or postpone um, their vaccination rollout process. Mm. Um, for example, um, here in Poland, uh, we had to change our priority groups at the moment. Um, right. Because what does were... that mean? So um, in Poland, we are currently vaccinating a group zero so it's like medical workers uh, and um, we are starting to vaccinate all the 80 people Um, but in all these groups we're supposed to also vaccinate the teachers because uh, all the students here have been on uh, homeschooling since I don't know uh, May uh, June something like this Uh, because yeah they briefly (laughs) exactly they briefly allowed um, younger uh, students to come back in September that we had Mm. a big spike uh, in cases so I think uh, yeah for many months everyone is just stuck uh, at home trying to get some teaching Um, so the teachers uh, were supposed to get vaccinated but Mm. because of this whole uh, Pfizer and EU um, 
delay of the vaccine uh, deliveries, we mm. had to put them yet again in a later group um, and mm. stop vaccinating some of the um, not, well, all medical workers are important, but some people said that some of them can wait a little bit longer, let's just say. God. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's basically that sounds that's yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty awful, isn't it? But I mean, I think that um, obviously, if if Hungary does this, um, you know, I was wondering whether this is this going to break the seal? Is this going to mean that everyone else is going to go? Well, look what they've done. Um, you know, maybe maybe we should do that as well because the EU doesn't care about us and you know all that all that kind of thing. Well, Hungary definitely has some, um, you know, supporter uh, in this kind of discussion uh, in Poland. Because mm. um, to give our listeners some context, like as, as I mentioned, I am from Poland and actually I'm in Poland at the moment because of all these yeah. lockdown restrictions. And yeah. um, probably some people have saw uh, before Hungary and Poland veto the financial aid in EU so I would say our government and Hungarian government are in pretty close relations or even friendship Um, Mm. and I reckon uh, if today or tomorrow in the news I'm going to watch somewhere that Poland is as well approving the Sputnik 5 vaccine um, Mm. because at one hand, I would not be surprised because there is a big pressure here about vaccination mm. as in any other country. But on mm. the other hand, um, we have some historical problems with Russia mm. uh, and it's still very much ali- alive. So mm. um, obviously because of World War I and World War II, Poland has still uh, is still holding some kind of grudge for Germans and Russians because right. because of our location, we are basically in the middle of Europe, uh, yeah, and yeah. our country has been some kind of play field for the whole uh, World War One and Two to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I'm thinking. There's gonna be a bit of. Um, disappointment and disapproval in the nation if government is going to decide to approve the Russian vaccine Mm. and uh, support Russian economy at this point. Mm. Um, But there is definitely some tension in the Eastern Europe block here because our government, I would describe them as populist as well. And as they have proven in the past, they are not... um, not really uh, believing in this whole European Union unity and some mm. things they think they should do on their own. Um, mm. And that's why I think, you know, Poland and Hungary at the moment, they are kind of are as like this children that sometimes just want to like, you know, make a bit of mess, just like shout <laughs> a little bit that they are not happy with what's going on. Mm. But mm. It, you know, these children are gonna turn into like you know maybe teenagers or adults. And they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna start <laughs> just you know shouting more and more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, but yeah. all jokes aside, I yeah, as sad as I am to say, I can see that there is some uh, threat from this mm. Eastern Bloc uh, just coming into other uh, European uh, countries because everyone at this point is just tired of this pandemic and mm. they want to do everything that they can to mm. just get out of it. And 
if one country has uh, you know decided to get out of line and take the matters in their own hand try mm. to get their own supply um, mm. of other vaccines i wonder mm. if other um, countries will follow and if mm. yes it's going to be a big chaos in here and mm. as we said yesterday um we need a new strong leader as Angela Merkel. She's going to resign soon because um, mm. her candidacy is going to coming to an end. Uh, mm. So the rise of this, um, these people that are getting out of lines, the populist government is a big threat mm. at the moment. Mm. And mm. I, I don't know. I want to be positive, but mm. sitting here in Poland and looking at what's actually happening and what the narrative uh, on EU is, uh, it's not uh, it's not a b- bright future, I would say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's that is that is rather unfortunate. I mean, what what would happen? What do you reckon about like? I don't know. Would would there be the same resistance to say uh, China? You know, uh, one of the Chinese vaccines? Do you think, or do you think they'd be more likely? So, you know, maybe instead of going for the Russian one because of historical mm-hmm. um, uh, reasons, would they be a bit more inclined to go for the Chinese one, do you think? I think from um, like taking this historic um, features in, into mind, yes, I would mm. say that Chinese uh, vaccine would be um, would be more, uh, like, let's say, palatable. yeah, exactly, possible yeah. here. But at the mm. same time, um, at the beginning of this whole vaccine rollout, I think it was only 38% of Polish people that first said that they want to get vaccinated. And right, we had yeah. to make a big campaign. Well, not campaign, I would say a scandal because <laughs> um, there mm. turned out that 18 um, public figures have been vaccinated out of their queue line. In <laughs> Yes. And, right, okay. Um, and Polish nation decided, so, well, if they received a vaccine, then I want a vaccine right now as well, because, you know, ah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, it was a, a very bad press for the public figures. Yeah. They thought they were yeah. taking part in some campaign, but they were actually mm-hmm. used as a scapegoats, I would say, to then take the nation to, like, you know, this kind of anger inside. Right. I didn't want to get a right. vaccine, but if they are getting a vaccine out of line, <laughs> I now what, I want a vaccine. I want, yeah, yeah, I want what they've so got. So this is the kind of, thing. of uh, thing that we have now and um 15 january the government published this kind of form that everyone who is willing to take a vaccine can sign up their interest and after the first day of this form i think we had over two million people who were willing to get vaccinated so right now the percentage of people who wanted to get a vaccine uh, rise up from 30 something to i think 60 or 70 really really Kind of campaign so was a success, worked. yeah. <laughs> right, that is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, good lord, right? Okay, well, so that that is interesting. I mean, uh, and sorry, just I suppose we, we've got to talk about yeah. the next thing now. But um, I just think the the other thing that I do wonder is, um, it, you know, historically again, um, Italy has got you know kind of ties to Russia, or certainly I would say is one of the like um you know one one of the bigger european countries that is more friendly towards mm-hmm. russia um and therefore i can imagine there's there's all i i yeah i mean i i can really i can really imagine that um italy will threaten to 
or they they could well go to the Russians and say, yeah, we'll have that because so we're going to take the EU support um, uh, for for not giving us en- enough doses, and we're going to get we're going to spend money um, with our with our Russian comrades, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, and that that will really. That would really insult the EU, yeah. I think, because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tension going on about how close certain countries are to um, to to Russia, you know. So so anyway, um, so there you go. All uh, exciting intrigue um, on on um, on vaccines and and uh, Europe. Eastern Europe and and Southern Europe and yeah, it's all going on. Um, anyway, so um, I think the other story that we, we were going to cover today um sounds like it's about one thing but it's actually about another so um i just wanted to introduce this story on on vw so um vw have been hit with a hundred million euros in fines for um not being able to hit eu emission targets over 2020 now the thing is, is that they've been a bit unfortunate because um, the their big kind of rollout of last year, which is going to be the ID three, which is sort of like a golf, you know, like it's it, sort of like an electric golf, but you know, it, it is, looks quite. I think it looks quite nice. Um, but you know, the so they that rollout had loads of problems because of software. Um, so, uh, you know, all sorts of software problems. So they delayed the release. So I imagine that probably tipped things over, over mm-hmm. the edge. Now, all of the, all of the manufacturers have been complaining about these emission standards being, t- being too high. Um, and so I think that, um, uh, yeah, so I think that that was, uh, that, that in itself, uh, is, you know, an ongoing complaint from the entire industry. But the reason why I think that this is important, I mean, that's important in itself, right? That they, that they, you know, they weren't able to hit it and so got fined massive, massively. Um, interestingly, so their, their uh, rivals like Daimler, who owns, who owns Mercedes, Benz and BMW, they were OK. Now, however, having said that, the thing that I think is, partic- is interesting potentially about this is because um, you may or may not be aware of the fact that Tesla last year has been doing quite well. Um, and one of the so it went into the the um, S&P 500 at the end of last year to get into the S&P 500. I believe you need something like I think it's four consecutive quarters of growth. Now, um, you know, Tesla had actually achieved that, I think in something like September or maybe October or something like that. Uh, but they didn't go immediately into the S&P, which some, some investors were quite disappointed about. But anyway, the interesting there, thing there was um, they did particularly well, not re- necessarily because of the sales of their cars, but the sales of credits that they could give to other, or that they could sell rather, to other manufacturers. So what I mean by that is um, because Tesla's um, uh, emissions are so low, they can effectively sell. I forgot what the, the, these credits called, but, you know, the, they can sell credits. Uh, uh, should we um, sort of let's say their emissions credits to um, 
uh, you know, other car companies who are unable to um, beat the emissions targets. So in a way, if you could, if you imagine like you've got a zero, right? So you've got a zero, zero level in terms of emission. And then let's say Tesla gets kind of, well, actually not zero, but anyway, basically what it can do, it can set, it can sell the, it can sell these credits. Anyway, the thing is, is that he's been selling these things um, to all the manufacturers and apparently, if you took out the sales of their of the credits, um, Tesla would not have had four consecutive quarters of growth. It would have been something like one or two. So actually, they aren't doing as well as everyone necessarily thinks they are. And certainly, it's not actually from the sale of cars, mm-hmm. per se. So, um, so actually, in terms of... Uh, you know, in terms of this latest development, I wonder whether this time next year, whether things will be rather different. So, for instance, I think that the the, the number of electric vehicles sold will continue to rise. Um, and if that happens, I think that that will mean that the um, that each of these car companies are more likely to be able to beat the EU emissions targets without having to buy the credits. If they don't buy the credits, then Tesla won't do quite so well because it won't have this kind of cash windfall all the time. And at the same time, it will be facing more competition in more of its markets. So, you know, um, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago where um, it turns out that um, uh, Daimler, uh, VW and BMW, with their combined sales, sold more electric vehicles than, um, than, than Tesla did. I think if that continues, then um, it may make things much more difficult for Tesla because they, they won't be able to rely on the, the cash for the, the, um, for the credits. They're, and they will be facing more competition in their markets um, than they have done mm-hmm. before. So could be good. So the conclusion of that would be not good for Tesla, but good for good for the other manufacturers potentially. Yeah, Tesla. But I don't know. Has that has that has that persuaded you to buy an electric car? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think after this whole week, I'm just gonna put this uh, idea um, on the shelf on, to put up later or something. But yeah, as you said, like Tesla is is playing a dangerous game, and it's definitely worth monitoring how it's gonna um, turn out for them with all this uh, buying of the emission. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that they. I, I don't know if they've got I don't know what they've got lined up for this year in terms so I mean I think that they've got more of the rollout of uh or more of a rollout of their model Y which is the smaller the smaller but you know sort of SUV than the than their model X mm-hmm. um but I think actually say for instance in the UK they're not rolling out until 20 uh, n- until next year uh so you've got productions going on in China so they're pl- supplying China I think you can get it in the States, but I don't think you can't get it in the UK. I don't know about Europe. And, you know, maybe it's one of those ones that will um, be a model that's made in the new um, the German uh, gigafactory, potentially, which is not, you know, which is not being finished mm-hmm. yet. So I don't I, I don't know. I mean, this this could be 
I, I wonder whether this could be a bit of a difficult year for um, for Tesla potentially because they've got a lot of stuff um, that looks like it's you know might be going against it. Yeah, and at the same time they have problems with this um, faulty touch touch screens in US. Uh, I think it was the story mm-hmm. this week or last week that um, they mm-hmm. uh, they were supposed to um, investigate in I think one hundred fifty thousand vehicles, something like this. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. The, uh, yeah, what, the yeah, exactly. You're talking about. So yeah. here is another yeah. like problem in the Tesla market. Yeah. So uh, absolutely, I don't absolutely. Know. So so yeah. So I mean, if you you know, they, yeah, I think there's there's there are a number of headwinds anyway. I think um, uh, coming from or we think, in fact, Julia and I think <laughs> uh, will be uh, coming to to uh, uh, you know for Tesla mm-hmm. this year. But uh, but anyway, but there you go. So. Um, Thank you very much indeed um, for this week. Um, thank you for listeners to listening. Um, we, we, there's there's more to come um, next week. Um, and just um, I thought I'd mention very briefly. Um, I would mention I would like to I wanted to say that um, we are going to be launching the silver subscribers um, competition. Um, which is going to start. So I'm doing this competition. It's going to happen once a month at the end of the month, and it is going to test your knowledge of the whole month's news. So, um, uh, by the way, when I say silver subscribers, I don't mean uh, old age pensioners <laughs> um, who subscribe. What I mean is is that in, in Watson's Daily for subscribing, there are different levels of membership, right? So there's the... Um, there is basically bronze, silver, gold. Um, and uh, just as an added uh, thing for silver subscribers, I thought I'd do a specific uh, competition for them. And uh, that anyway, like I say, it will happen next week. I'll give you more. Um, I'll give you more uh, information, etc. But uh, but that's 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 where we are. So watch out for that next week. And uh, that, that'll be it. But anyway, apart from that, thank you very much, Julia, for your time. Um, and uh, thank you listeners for listening and I hope you have a great end of week and uh, an amazingly good weekend uh, under lockdown so uh, (laughs) thank you very much and I'll see uh, yes thank you very much for having me and everyone just take a day off and enjoy your weekend (laughs) (laughs) bye bye all right see you then